Yo, today's QOD is, I don't do things based on how I feel. I do things based on who I am. Here we go. Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. As we do every year, this time of year, the final week of the year, we are going to do our best of 2021 series where I play the most downloaded, most listened to, and most social media shared episodes of the year. And today, we kick things off with Mr. Ed Milet. This is my favorite clip of the year. It's the number two most downloaded episode of the year. Number one's tomorrow. And, um, You know, the story he shares in this episode about the twin and the stranger, I think about it every single day. Like, it, it motivates me, but at the same time, it haunts me. Because to be perfectly honest, like if I was on my deathbed tomorrow, I'd be so pissed at myself. Like, I would, I would be happy about some things, but I would be pissed about the fact that I didn't realize my potential the way that I could have. And I think we all kind of struggle with that, with what we can do, but we're not fully doing it. You know, I was, I was having a conversation with a friend a few weeks ago and I asked her, I was like, Hey, grade yourself A through F on how much you're realizing your potential right now. She graded herself. And then she asked me and I was like, C plus. And she was so shocked and surprised by that. She's like, all the stuff that you do to help people and helping people all over, around the world, the podcast and you write and you do all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's great. Totally love it. But I still know that there's a huge gap between what I'm doing now and who I'm being now versus who I know I can be and what I know I could do. And I would meet the stranger. Like real talk, I would fully meet the stranger if it was all over today. And that doesn't sit very well with me. And that's why I think about this episode all the time. And I know I'm not the only one who's not realizing his or her potential. And so let this talk be a kick in the pants for not only like New Year's 2022, but like literally today, how can you move toward meeting your twin when it's all said and done? Ed Milet coming up at that same dinner my daughter said to me hey dad my daughter's pretty like she's like me my son's a sweetie like his mom my daughter goes hey dad what's up with the midlife crisis you saw the video go midlife crisis what are you talking about she goes come on social media you're growing the beard out the tight t-shirts you're going through a midlife crisis and i go you know what you're right i am Here's what you don't know. I was going through a young life crisis. When daddy was 20 years old, I was going through a crisis to get to the next level at 21. I was going through a crisis when I was 28 to be better at 29. I was in a crisis when I was 35 to be a better version of me at 36. And guess what, boo? 
When daddy's 55, I'll be in another crisis before I get to 56. And that's a fact. Anybody that knows me, if you want to adopt one of my personality traits, I'm in a crisis to get to the next level. One of my good friends is Tom Brady, and I can tell you he's constantly talking about being in an emergency to get better. Rodney Harrison was telling me the story that when he was a rookie for the Patriots, he got to the gym every day, the workout facility first, every single day. And he, uh, he walks in one day, there's this new rookie skinny dude, probably gonna get caught, backup kind of dude at Michigan. And he walks into the gym and this guy's in there working out already. And he goes, who are you? The guy goes, hi, I'm Tommy. And Rodney goes, yeah, I'm the guy who gets here early. Brady goes, oh yeah, I got it. I'm gonna beat you every day. And Rodney Harrison goes, yeah, right. So by the way, the team meeting started at 10. This was 6 a.m. They do weights after the meeting. They were the only two guys who went to the gym before the meeting but they were there at 6 a.m. The next day, Rodney gets there at 5.30. Walks in, guess who's already there? Skinny Brady. Harrison's like, what are you doing? He goes, Tommy, I gotta get here every day before you. Next day, 5 a.m., Rodney gets there. Guess who's already there? Brady. The next day, Rodney Harrison, you can, you can tell you the story. Rodney Harrison gets there the next day at 4.30. As he walks in the door, Brady's walking out, throws his towel, he goes, have a good workout. <laughs> I'm getting chills right now. And Rodney goes, who is this guy? And Brady goes, listen to me, man. I got a lot of respect for you. Nobody on this team is going to outwork me. Nobody in this team is going to outwork me. You're talking about somebody who is, the, in my opinion, I'm biased. Our lockers are right by each other at our club. The, not only the greatest quarterback of all time, not only the greatest football player of all time, arguably the greatest athlete of all time who has almost no athletic ability. In fact, his sister was a better athlete. Eight AFC championship games in a row. Every other year he's played football, he's been in the damn Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? Really, dude? Really? Unbelievable. That's because he's outworked everybody because he's in a crisis to get better every day. It's not like he'd like to. You think Brady might run the mini days I talked about earlier? You think he does, yes or no? He does, we talk about it all the time. So, here's what happened to me. Last thing I'm gonna tell you. I have this hallucination. It's sort of my overall philosophy about my life, and I wanna have it for you. I wanna say something to you. I pray, I, tonight, I promise you something, I'll pray for you. I just pray that you're happier. I pray that you win. I pray that the right deals come your way. I'm prayerful for you. I'm telling you, if you have the right business part in your life, the greatest architect in the world, great things can happen for you. You deserve to win. You deserve to have great things happen in your life. There was a point in time in your life when you were little where you knew you were gonna be somebody. Has there ever been anybody in your life who made you feel special like that? Like when you were a little boy or a little girl, maybe it was your grandmother, your mom, your dad, a school teacher, a coach. Is there somebody in your life they just kind of knew there was something about you. How many of you have that person? You can just picture them. I don't care who it was. Everybody does, by the way. The Lord sends all of us one, all of us in our life. If you haven't had them yet, they're gonna arrive. You picture their face. You picture how much, it was just the way they looked at you. For me, it was my grandfather. I'm Edward III. And we would, we, I would ride on his little lap, which you'd never do today, in his little van. We would drive to go get donuts in the morning before church on Sundays. And he had all these grandkids and he'd go, you don't tell your other nieces and you don't tell your other cousins you're my favorite. You're going to do something great. And I'd look up at him. I am, Papa. You're going to do something great. And he'd tell me over and over. When one of my nephew, when my cousins was born, Peter, I was really jealous when he was born. And Papa called me at the house. He said, you know, you're still my favorite. He goes, you're going to do something great. He just knew there was something special about me. We've all had someone like that in our life. They just knew. He made me feel special. He saw the God in me. He saw Christ in me. He saw my blessings. He saw my gifts in me. All my life, I've tried to prove him right. That person who saw that greatness in you, picture their face. Maybe it was your mom, your grandma, your dad, your uncle, coach. 
They just know how special you are. Because you are. Listen to me. Because you are. Picture their face. If you think about it long enough, you'd actually get emotional. Because they're the one person who saw who you really are. The key here before we leave is you see it. You're special. You're anointed. You're gifted. You're blessed. You're supposed to make a difference in the world. You're supposed to win. I promise you. I don't even know you, but I know where you come from. I know whose DNA is running through your blood. I know you come from the king of kings. I know you're going to do something great in your life. And even if you're not religious or spiritual, I don't give a crap. I'm just telling you, you're going to do something great, man. You're going to do something great with your life. Prove them right. Honor those people. Look at you crying. Honor those people with your life. Because here's what happens. From when you were that little boy or that little girl, at some point you felt those feelings. Prove them right. Because there's an end of your life, and it's coming sooner than you think. It goes by like this. Just yesterday, Max was six years old in the car wash. He's going off to college next year. Just yesterday, she was eight months old. Now she's got a boyfriend. Just yesterday, I was a young, cool guy. Just yesterday, me and my girlfriend were walking on the beach. Someday, I'm going to do that. It goes by in a flicker, just like that, in a blink. I don't care how young you are, in a blink. And at some point, it's going to be over. And I have this obsession, as a Christian, when I die, I hope the Lord says, well done, good and faithful servant. But I got this hallucination. And even if you're not religious, I guarantee you this happens. I think when I die, I'm going to run into Papa. I'm going to get to see him again. And you're going to run into that person. You're going to get to see him again. Him and the Lord are going to be sitting there, and they're going to say, hey, I want to introduce you to somebody. This was the woman you were born to be. This was the man you were born to be. Your twin's going to be there. This is who you were born to be. These are the people you could have helped, the memories you could have had, the things you could have accomplished, how you could have felt about yourself, the things you'd have seen, done, and become. Papa's going to show, this is who you could have been. This is who I saw you to be. I couldn't say it. I didn't understand it, but I felt it. I knew you were going to be this person. Meet him. To me, heaven when we die is we meet that person we were capable of being, destined to be, and we're identical twins. Hell is you meet them and you're total strangers. You meet them and they look at you. You don't even know each other. You didn't do the things you, I did. You didn't go the places I went. You didn't help the, you didn't see the things, do make the difference, feel the way about yourself. Total strangers. My obsession in my life, the reason I'm here today, Swear to you, my obsession in my life is when I meet that dude, we're going to be identical twins. He's going to meet me and go, hey, man, proud of you. I've been watching you this whole time. Man, you did it. You got off track there for a while. It took you a little while. You're a late starter. But, man, you did it. You accomplished it all. You did it all. You became the man you were born to be. I'm proud of you. And I'm going to say, brother, I've been chasing you all these years. I'm running down that guy. I'm running him down. Every decision I make when I'm down and lazy and depressed and bummed out like I've been this week and I'm not feeling good, I don't do things based on how I feel. I do things based on who I am. And who I am is that guy. And every decision, that action, does it move me closer to being that man? Does it move you closer to being that woman? That's the barometer of how you think. That's the barometer of how you live your life. Does it move you closer to being that person? You knew at some point you were capable of being. They knew you were capable. And if they weren't there, I promise you, God in heaven knows who you're capable of being. You were put here to do something great with your life. You were put here to win, man. 
You're put here to help other people, to contribute in little ways and big ways. You may not be world famous, worth $100 million, but there's a destiny you're supposed to fulfill. There's people you're supposed to help. There's a difference you're supposed to make. Your life, your way, special to you, not mine, not jets, not houses, not cars, your precious life, your beautiful life, your soul, your gifts, your difference. What if it's just, what if your destiny is to be that person I just described in someone else's life? You be the person who sees how great people are. You be the difference to see, you be the person who sees the difference in people. I want you to win. Winning is not hundreds of millions of dollars, but you should go get some. Winning is that when you meet that woman, when you meet that man, you're identical twins. That's the great life. So you gotta look at your life. The chapters are going by, aren't they? I don't know what chapter you're in, if it's one, two, three, four, or five, but I can tell you the pages are turning in your life. Someone's keeping an inventory of your life. There's a movie being kept of your life. And let me tell you something. You ever go to the end of a movie? The end of the movie, they put the leading characters on the screen, don't they? And then if you stay there long enough, you listen there long enough, they start running through the extras. Cab driver number two, bouncer at the bar number three. They don't even get names, do they? You know what I'm talking about, yes or no? You live your life for the main characters, not the extras. It's the extras of life who steal our destiny from us. It's their criticisms, their thoughts that they put in us. That negative voice you have is not yours. Someone put it there. When you were little, probably. Live your life for the main characters of your life. The extras don't matter. The main characters are you and the close circle of people who love you. When David died yesterday, the text I've got on my phone is, his wife and his two children were there with him when he passed. Those are the main character of his life. Those are the story of his life. And I'm part of the destiny of his life that he saved my life. I'm real sure where he's going. And I'm real sure when he gets there that he became the man he was born to be because I know what he did in my life. And if he just did it just for me, he accomplished who he was here to be. So you have to accomplish who you're here to be. That's what I call maxing out your life. That makes sense to everybody? Okay, I went long. I got emotional. I think you could probably feel that I mean this stuff. When I say I love you and I believe in you, I mean that as a brother. I do. I want you to win. I want you to give it your best. I want you to bend time. I want you to use your RAS. I want you to repurpose your mess. I want you to do all of it. I want you to work on your thermostat, right? I want you to be blissfully dissatisfied. I want you to do all of it. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm emotional. God bless you and max out. Thank you, everybody. That was Mr. Ed Milet leading off our Best of 2021 series. His website is edmilet.com. You can find today's talk on the YouTube. It is called Find and Flip Summit 2019. Amazing Ed Milet keynote speech. Yes, it was. All right, my friend, I'm out. Pick up your free copy of The Course Cure, Five Invisible Reasons Why High-Ticket Internet Marketing Courses Aren't Helping You Build or Grow Your Online Business. And stay tuned for a big online live event I am hosting in a few weeks called the Entrepreneur's Mind Intensive. It's going to rock and I'll tell you more about it next week. I'm out. Peace.